Fitzy and Whipper. Do you know one man who deserves a six o'clock club key ring is this bloke that I'm about to introduce. Oh, yeah. Only talking about Shane Fitzsimmons uh, yesterday after the show, and we're talking about this time last year, and every time we looked out across this studio, Sarah, Mm. how confronting the smoke was and the fires that were going on. And masks for the first time because you actually couldn't breathe properly. Yeah, and we thought it would be a great... We got the Australia of the Year Awards coming up early next week, and we thought it would be a great time to get him back on just to see how it's going. Shane Fitzsimmons, welcome to the show, buddy. Shane, welcome. Uh, good morning, gang. How are you going? Mate, once again, as always, an absolute honour to have you on the show. Uh, and we say thank you on behalf of everybody and the work that you continue to do. But if we go back a year, as Fitzy was just saying, you know, this year we're dealing with COVID and can family come into state? And I remember, you know, 12 months ago, it was, my dad's an asthmatic. Can he fly into New South Wales? Will that be okay for him? It was just unprecedented times. Oh, absolutely. And and we've only, we were only reflecting on that uh, earlier this week when, when I was given the honour of delivering the New South Wales Australia Day address. And and when you think about the last 12 months or so, the people of New South Wales, they've been on their knees with drought. Mm. We then saw the worst ever, most destructive and deadly bushfires in our history uh, stretch from the Queensland border all the way down to the Victorian border. As we turned into February 2020, we saw the weather break. We saw the, we saw the end to the fire fire weather, but there was extraordinary storms and floods and erosion. Mm. And then, of course, we've been all impacted and living with COVID ever mm. since. Mm. And and for some communities, they've been absolutely impacted by all four. And, and we just can't go past the enormity and the scale uh, of how lives have been disrupted and how lives have been affected. And, and central amongst them, for me, would be the last bushfire season we just talked about. 26 lives lost, mm. including our seven firefighters and, mm. and four volunteers. And just over the end of December and the and the Christmas New Year break, we, we marked a number of significant milestones where we lost volunteers. And, yeah. and this week on the, on the 23rd on Saturday, we'll be marking the anniversary of the crash of the large air tanker water body oh, yeah, aeroplane yeah. where all three crew on board were killed. So it's a difficult year when we, when we reflect back on, but... But I tell you what, the thing that's inspired me the most is in the face of adversity, how as, how as New South Wales citizens, how as Australians, we've all pulled together and the, the humanity and the community spirit, the Australian spirit, has shone through and dominated all that adversity, which is just wonderful. Um, you chair the State Emergency Management Committee now. There's a few other things that you're doing as well. Um, you would have forged some amazing relationships, though, with people out in the country, um, Shane. And, and how is this... I mean, it's a totally different summer, this one, and, uh, and obviously people are freaking out, but do you still talk to these people? How has this summer been for them? And obviously, rain was the big thing, and we, we needed that badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has, has it helped a lot of these families now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've, I've been travelling a lot in, as much as I can in the last seven or eight months, 12 months with COVID. Uh, the one thing I would say is, uh, you know, we're, we're shaping up to have a bumper season for rural and regional New South Wales with agriculture. We've we've gone from 100% of the state drought-affected, drought-declared, uh, to some really good drought-breaking rain. Yep. We're expecting some bumper yields with crops. I think I think on average in, in good years in, in, in recent times, we might have been getting about 4 million tonnes of grain. This year I've seen forecasts of 10 to 12 million wow. tonnes. I was talking to some farmers who, depending on what they're, what they're growing, you know, a good season might be a tonne per hectare. They're getting four to four to eight tonnes a hectare. So, so really good, really good prospects. Lots of buoyancy, lots of optimism. But as but as we travelled only over the Christmas New Year break down to the southern border region, 
uh, to catch up with local farmers and local volunteers and other community members. And then down in the southeast corner of the state, uh, down around Cabargo and Batemans Bay and Naruma and places like that, emotions are still very real. They're still very raw. Um, and it doesn't take very long, a few minutes of conversation, mm. and those emotions really surface when people are reflecting on what they experienced and indeed where they're up to now for a lot of these communities. We've got the largest ever recovery, rebuilding, reconstruction, and indeed healing. The emotional and psychological yeah, toll is enormous. And, and the big lesson I've taken out of my visits in the last little while uh, is if men particularly, uh, they need to be more open and being talking to each yep. other yep. about how they feel uh, and, and what the impact has been on them personally and their families and their livelihoods and what have you. The more us as blokes can give permission to each other to know that there's no stigma, there's no shame 100%. being affected and impacted is really, really important in my view. That's well said. Shane, we look at the situation we're in now and we look at what we've learned from the last devastating fires and, you know, the the talk of Celeste Barber and the 51 million uh, going to the services and not um, not the victims, victims of some of the um, fire-damaged areas. But we must be in a, and we would have learned a lot, but we must be in a far better position now than, or better than ever before if we were to have a fire like that again? Oh, with the, you're 100% right. Um, uh, the investments from government uh, are at record levels and there's been significant boosts, particularly following some of the independent inquiries and all the lessons learned. But that, that outpouring of compassion, of care, of love and, and generosity from the community uh, locally and further afield has resulted in some extraordinary uh, financial assistance that's gone out to uh, communities and those affected directly. Uh, to the volunteers and the brigades, uh, but also um, we're seeing this community, this shared community priority to build back better, to build back stronger. Um, I, would, I would qualify all that by saying, unfortunately in society, the research shows us that we're still somewhat of a complacent lot. And, mm-hmm. and whilst all those areas impacted and affected by fires last year, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you they'll be the most focused and best prepared for the next couple of years. Yeah, sure. In so many ways, they, they're the ones that least need to be. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else who wasn't affected by fire that still live in fire-prone areas that should heed the lessons, that should should really reflect on the enormity of what absolutely. happened last year and absolutely prepare themselves and prepare their families in the event that bushfires or any other disaster strikes, we've got to know as individuals, as families, as businesses, as local communities, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it in the event that we're threatened or impacted by a disaster? Completely. Mate, congratulations. You're just awarded the 2021 New South Wales Australian of the Year. You're up for Australian of the Year, which is early next week as well. Um, you were also Australian Father of the Year last year in 2020. Please tell me that Australia's Father of the Year still struggles to keep his kids occupied over the school holiday, Shane. Are you struggling oh, to do that at please. the moment? I'm very lucky at the moment, Fitz, because my, my daughters are now 23 and, and uh, 20, so they're, they're, they're going all right outside. So I, re- I can relate completely uh, in, in my former years. Um, but look, it's been, I have really been uh, fortunate to be bestowed some extraordinary yes. accolades in the last little while, but I'm, I'm very mindful that it comes uh, in a real bittersweet because um, the attention comes on the backdrop of our worst disasters, and I think more importantly... Uh, any accolade that I receive or acknowledgement that I'm given uh, is in recognition of an extraordinary army of of men and women. I was part of a massive team. Every fire and emergency service uh, coming together, working together like never before for the people of New South Wales. 
and, and, and front and, and foremost in that effort were our remarkable RFS volunteers working shoulder to shoulder Absolutely. Uh, with all their colleagues, Fire and Rescue, National Parks, Forestry, all the police and emergency services, Defence Force, everybody. So, so we owe a debt of gratitude to some remarkable people uh, and if it wasn't for their efforts, if it wasn't for their persistence, uh, the damage and the destruction, as tragic and as awful as it was, would have been a whole lot worse. They Thank need, you, they need, they need a leader, though, Shane. Someone that they the nation's father. And you, uh, you, you stood up and did that, mate. We appreciate it. It's great to hear your voice again, mate. Um, enjoy your Australia Day, and we appreciate you coming on the show, buddy. Fitzy and Whipper.